It's cold. That's all I had. <laughs> Disappointing, I know. I that's so that is so sad. It I, was sad, but I mean, I mean, can you blame me with uh the fact that I messed up on the time for this damn thing? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love how I get to respond. I get to retweet yeah. it going, everybody chill out. Yeah. <laughs> you got 30 more minutes. 30 more minutes. Yeah, we decided to. Yeah, because, you know, obviously we normally do it on uh, these at seven. I mean, obviously it, it helps to do it a half hour early since this is, I guess you could say, like an extended, a very much extended episode of of uh, of a Batman the animated series episode because you know this is what an hour and like six minutes or something with like credit. That. I mean th- that's credits. that's that's with the credits. It's an hour yeah. and six minutes. So essentially, so. just like an hour, so a long, a little longer than two episodes. And uh, and then you know when I set it up yesterday before I went to the girlfriend's house, um, and then spent some time right there, and then we were hanging out with her folks today. I was like, for some reason, I just like rushed home, and I'm like, oh crap, I got ten minutes. And then yeah, Scott's all, wait a minute. <laughs> nope. I was still watching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, don't. That's right. I'm like, why did I set it like an hour early? If anything, it should be like at least a half hour. So here we are, guys. We are here. We are talking about Batman, Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero. Now, this movie, I'm going to go ahead. I, I feel like before we actually start discussing the movie, I need to discuss mm-hmm. like all of the. Um... There is so much in the production history of this movie, there are things I didn't even know that I discovered as I was doing research for tonight's episode. Really? Well, I'm, I'm anxious to hear it. Yeah. Um, well, but, but you're going to say yeah, hi yeah. to the people. I mean, come yeah, on. Say hi to the people. Say, yeah, pretty fly for a Filipino guy. It was nice meeting you, of course. Absolutely. Sunday, at yeah, the Batman statue. At the Batman statue, which is great. Of course, Mr. Fear Jason, we hung out with him all weekend. Good to see you, Josh. Hope you're feeling better, Jason. Yeah, yeah. He got a little bit of the uh, convention sickness that happened, which was kind of, it hit me a little bit too, but it didn't like take me no down. No concrud. Yeah. I am invincible. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Josh, uh, that was good. Yeah, good to see you, Josh. Obviously, he was there too. We met him uh, as well. So uh, good to see you, Droga. We got Kenneth right here. We got Miss. Uh, we got Mama Film Junkie. Mama, well. good to see. Uh, she got to meet everybody too, which was great. So, and we got Eric. Here's a question: Would Mystery of the Batwoman count as a season three finale? Maybe for Batman Harley Quinn. Okay, Mystery of the Batwoman is definitely. I have it in my. In my document where I have my personal, this is the viewing order for the DC animated universe. Mystery of the Batwoman is slotted, so we'll get there. Dave will have to either pay me or get me so drunk to make me ever watch Batman and Harley Quinn again. I, 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 I don't even count that. Like, just tonally. I'll go Justice League versus the Fatal Five all day long, but Batman and Harley Quinn? Uh, no, I just pretend like that didn't happen. Yeah, I think a lot of us do actually. But uh, uh, and I hate to say it, but you're pixelating and delayed again. No, well, you knew that was going to happen, right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, why is it always? I, it's just so weird. It's always with just Scott. Hey, I don't get StreamYard or I don't know. Maybe it's just something with uh. Anyways, nah, Dave is late because he was busy watching Batman and Robin instead. Yeah, that's what was happening. When was the last time I watched uh, that? All right, we're good. Yeah, of course it's gonna be that was gonna be happening. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is it's it's interesting because the last episode we talked about was Batgirl Returns, and then of course this 
this uh, movie was very much centralized around Babs, uh, more Babs than I guess you could say Batgirl. Um, you know, watching this movie again, I, I it's well, we'll get it. Let's we'll get into the needy greedy. But I mean, I, I will say I did enjoy it. I mean, obviously, it's not phantasm level. You know, it definitely is not phantasm level. Um, it, it but it you know, it has romance. It has. It has action. It has some uh, pretty cool, like, uh, final act kind of uh, scenario that happens. And, of course, you know, one of the things we talked about when it came to Mr. Freeze is the fact that he only is a criminal for his wife. And that's why we only saw him twice. <laughs> you know, we only saw him twice. And it all centralized, of course, around that trying to get in. And and so he's not just like out there doing it for the sake of doing it and trying to get rich or, you know, just as totally a, a psychopath or anything like that. He's doing it for his wife. And, you know, I mean, and, and it's it's just it, this this episode really or that episode. But the movie, you know, represents that in the way that it when, when we talk about it, we'll, of course, uh, talk about the beats of this of this movie and uh, and kind of how the story wraps up, how it starts and how it begins, which I really thought was cool. Cool when it came to this movie you said cool i yeah cool. i can't believe yeah you, i can't believe you did that that's um, right cool party everybody Chill. okay well you bring out the arnold impersonation which is important to know because that is the impetus that is the origin story of this movie okay this movie was it, it's got a couple different things boyd kirkland who directed the film and also co-wrote the screenplay, was a director on Batman the Animated Series. Go back and look at the credits for the first yeah. two seasons of the show. Boyd Kirkland's name shows up, like, all over the place. Yep, for sure. Um, to get him, basically part of his contract with Warner Brothers and hoping to lock him down to do more episodes, probably like when they did season two, he wanted a movie. Yeah. He basically said, I want to do a direct-to-video movie. And so that was written into his contract. Uh, so when Batman and Robin was coming out in 97, you've got to remember, the series had already ended. Yeah. Episodes stopped airing in 95 of Batman the Animated Series. At this point, Superman the Animated Series is already airing on the WB. So Boyd Kirkland got together with Randy Rogel, who's the primary writer of the movie. And here's the funny thing. This is something new that I just learned. Hmm. When they wrote this movie, Bane was supposed to be the bad guy. Really? Yes. They had written the movie for Bane to be like a Terminator-like villain but there was still going to be that subplot with a romance between Barbara and Dick. Because, you know, as much as we want to forget, Bane was also in Batman and Robin. Yeah, uh, Bane. Bane. yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, the story goes that they, they'd written the script. They had this movie ready to go with Bane as the central antagonist. And Warner Brothers calls and says, we just signed Arnold Schwarzenegger to be Mr. Freeze. So we want Mr. Freeze to be the central bad guy of this movie. Wow. And they were like, but we've already written the movie and <laughs> Bane's the bad guy. Jeez. And the story goes 
that the Warner Brothers executive or whoever they were talking to literally told them, well, can't you just do that find and replace feature on your word processor and change Bane to Mr. Freeze? <laughs> it's not that easy. If Oh, my oh, God. God I, Even back, I swear, these suits, these suits that try to make these decisions, they just, I, uh, it's like, it's like when we uh, heard that they didn't under, like when Zach talked, I mean, he even kind of talked about it full circle, but we've heard about it before. It's how they didn't understand the time travel concept for the flash. It's like, you guys are making decisions for these artists that know the material in and out and you're going well can't yeah can't you just do a find and replace of you know because yeah if i, if I look at them they look the same yeah bane and the mr freeze they look the same Shut yeah up. so so kirkland and rogel really had to go you do realize that they're two completely different <laughs> characters right so they had to go back and rewrite the entire movie that's insane i'm sure there was some sim i wonder what similar beats now nah, i mean, I mean I can't even think of like what what similar beats they would actually have like with no, the story. Right. There's no, I mean, I I mean, I, the only thing that would probably keep there is maybe the the slight little romance with uh, like you said Babs and Dick. That's about it. Um, and interesting too is uh, first thing I noticed right off the bat, no Melissa Gilbert, voice and Babs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. Th so this kind of goes into some of the other stuff. Watch the credits. Did you see certain names that didn't show up in the credits? Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention to the credits. So Okay. Bruce Tim is not a producer on this movie. He what? was not involved in the production of this movie at all. What? Look, other names that didn't show up. Paul Dini. What? Alan Burnett. What? Those guys. No, because they were doing Superman. That's right. They yeah, were doing Superman. Sense. This was Boyd's pet project. Wow. So they didn't even do Superman. I, I watched the credits all the way through. Paul Dini and Alan Burnett show up at the end of the credits as script consultants. Oh, Jesus. That's it. That's it. Wow. So this is so while this is canon, it, it those guys, because like I said, they were all they were all in on Superman, the animated series right now. And so it, so they're not involved. Actually, that's kind of a story because I think we we slightly touched on it when we did Deep Freeze. Bruce Tim is a little pissed about this movie because in his mind, even though Nora got frozen, he always envisioned the idea that Nora's dead. Yeah. So he was kind of pissed that the end of this movie, they bring her back. <laughs> and... Because I, I talked about that that story that one story from the holiday special, White Christmas. The whole story centers on the fact that Nora's dead, and they couldn't do that anymore because, uh, when they had, when they adapted the holiday special. So Tim was kind of was kind of pissed about the way this movie turned out because, like I said, he wasn't involved in it whatsoever. That's it, crazy. I know, right? And so. So this movie was originally supposed to be released in July 16th, 1997. Mm -hmm. uh, it was supposed to be cross-promoted with uh, Batman and Robin because of how badly Batman and Robin was received. This movie was not released until March 17th, 1998. That is insane. By that, that point, 
the third season of the animated series had already aired. There's a Mr. Freeze episode in the third season that directly follows this movie. The movie didn't come out until after that episode aired. God. The episode's called Cold Comfort. So people saw the episode. I did the same thing. I had a, <laughs> I had a complete what the fuck moment because I hadn't seen the movie yet. And what's crazy, too, I mean, I remember being confused, too, because obviously when it comes to the third season, the animated, you know, everything, things look different, you know. Right. The, the, costume, new, the new look. Yeah. The new look. And then you watch this. It's not the new look. It's the old look with uh, with all this. So it, it was I remember it being kind of confusing, like, wait a minute. <laughs> Weren't we just like all about the black and the, the you know, the fat bat or like, the, you know, the non oval, the non, you know symbol on his chest and everything and and then all of a sudden we're back to okay interesting you know so because this was supposed to come out a year before this is the last this was the last thing done in that original style and interesting fact the last batman movie to be animated in cell animation wow because they all went digital not cgi but but they went to digital drawing after this this was the last batman direct-to-video movie that used traditional cell animation i noticed like that when it came to this animation too i even made some notes i'm like man some of the animation looks pretty sweet in this uh like some of the like the bat wing shots and everything we're looking pretty good in here but pretty fly for a filipino guy says the og bane script dick wanted to reveal his robin uh id to babs because they were getting serious he even discussed it with bruce if he should so is there like is there like is there information i wonder out there's there? a podcast um uh, I, i've heard the audio i don't know if it would and maybe pretty fly for a filipino guy has actually listened to it i've just heard the clip where they tell the bane story okay. um I uh, I don't know if it was boyd kirkland or if it was randy rogel who's doing the interview but it like it, but Audio has been coming out recently discussing this movie for some reason. I I don't know if it's just like if it's an old recording that's being um, unearthed now or did they give an interview recently and are just now spilling all these stories. But uh, I don't know. But this, that's a cool little bit that even I didn't know. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. So, and thank you for the five dollars super chat. So, man, I mean, I yeah, who would who would have thunk it? I mean, like I said, it's. I always I remember I didn't want I remember watching this movie maybe twice. I I wasn't into it as much as of course Phantasm. I don't know how many times I watched Phantasm. This one I never got into that much. Not saying like nothing against what happens in the story, but it's just. I think like, especially after hearing everything you said right here, it just felt out of place, you know, it just well, by the time it came it. out, yeah. it was, it was kind yeah. of a weird little time capsule. Yeah. I think the reason for me was, you know, this was a clamshell. This was like a white clamshell VHS. I think the problem is, is that oh, yeah. they started advert trailers for this movie started showing up on Warner brothers, home releases as early as 1997. Because it was really supposed to come out. So my problem was I had such blue balls about this movie <laughs> because I saw ads on VHSs and kept on going, well, when the hell is this movie coming I remember, out? I remember seeing those too. You know who else has blue balls? Mr. Freeze. All right. Ah. <laughs> okay, that one. 
Yeah, yeah. Cheers. 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 That, 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 that was that was a good one. Thank you, sir. <laughs> but uh, all right, is there anything else? Uh, I mean, isn't that enough? I mean, seriously. I, I know. I was like, but I'm just wondering. I mean, geez, who knows? But I, I mean, the only thing that I was like going, why is not? Why isn't Melissa Gilbert uh, the voice? But I'm, I'm assuming because of all this, maybe. I, you or? know, that was a great question because I was, I was listening to her voice going. That's not no. Melissa Gilbert. No. But it's also not Tara Strong. No. Because because Tara Strong <laughs> takes over as Batgirl in three. in season three. three. Yeah. So yeah, but um, Mary Kay Bergman, was that her? Oh, hold on. Yeah. I, I wrote it down. Sounds familiar, yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. Uh, Mary Kay Bergman, yeah. Not not a bad Batgirl. No. I mean, no, but but right. But I'm kind of curious. I, I tried to do a little internet searching. I didn't try that hard. But yeah, I didn't really get an explanation as to why no Melissa Gilbert. Yeah, it's interesting. But like I said, not, not like it goes, oh, I can't watch it now because I don't hear. No, I mean, she does. It's similar. She has a similar cadence in her voice, I guess you could say. But I don't she know. She sounds like, a little bit more like Melissa Gilbert than Tara Strong does. Yeah, so. very true. Yeah, Tara Strong. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't really sound like it at all. But it's funny, too, because uh, even like when you're talking about how um, – when they when this movie's been made and how like uh when it came to Batman and Robin also coming out because the opening of this gave me I mean it was like it was like an opening a Burton and Schumacher mesh together that it feel yes. like that feel? because it had the Elfman score big time it had which like, was which like, was off putting a little yes. bit it was like wait a minute that's two Elfman for me because it starts off with and then it starts getting the logo like 89 yeah it almost 89 and then it kind of reminded me then it sort of reminded me of like the schumacher type like uh opening logos and stuff like that that way it's just like i'm like interesting yeah and i'm with you on that too i didn't like it (laughs) i didn't like the fact that they used too much elfman it just that's like by this one. point, we've got Shirley Walker's theme. Now, Shirley Walker doesn't do the music for this movie. No, I saw that too. I saw the music and it was not Shirley Walker. And I'm like, what? So, like, the, the facts that you gave here are now all making sense. That- now, Michael McCusin, however, is, yeah. um, you know, no shade on him because he and Christopher Carter and Lolita uh, uh, Ramentes, I'm butchering her name, uh, but they become like the. Basically, after Shirley Walker, she didn't pass away, but there was a there was a baton that got passed. Okay, and the baton got passed, and it became the three of them, either one each writing, or a lot of times the three of them co-scored hmm. stuff from this point forward. So Michael is one of like the trinity of the post Shirley Walker composers. So no shade on him. No. But there was a sense, and I'm sure it was a studio thing that was just like, um, Bat, the animated Batman has his own theme now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know it just it what it just totally threw me off, but it's all good. I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, well, let's start like kind of diving into it. I don't think we're gonna go. We're not gonna go like you know. Usually we go kind of like scene scene and a lot of things. But well, I mean, there's beats that I wrote down. You know, that going through this, obviously, it's like it's and it's an hour long, essentially hour and two minutes if you think about it, and then plus credits, which make it an hour and six. How how long was Phantasm? It was an hour and twenty. Uh, hour 18 yeah like it i think it's just i think it's like a hair shorter than okay. and i went to it because we did the math and said it was basically um the length of three episodes okay okay but uh yeah i mean it starts out and you know what 
I do like this opening. It's kind of kind of interesting, kind of cool to see where Mr. Freeze is right now. And essentially him just in a bathing suit, scuba diving. And it's like a cool it's kind of like a cool opening with the with the music, of course. But it was just kind of interesting with the polar bears and him just swimming, fishing, doing all that. And you're just kind of going like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. He can he's not going to freeze in the water, obviously. And it's just I don't know. I found it kind of like I, I liked how it opened, to be honest. It was very quiet. It was a very yeah. quiet opening. Mm-hmm. I have a question because I'm not mm-hmm. sure if, if if members of the audience aren't old enough to remember the mid 90s. There was this weird hybrid thing they experimented with, with this whole idea of like traditional cell animation yeah. and sometimes unnecessary CGI um, how did you feel watching that again? Because sometimes it works for me, sometimes it doesn't, but I always remember it just being that weird, like it was a thing that happened in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. There's sometimes where, yeah, it, it does throw you off because then all of a sudden you're just getting like these 3d models and it's almost video game. Like, um, where, yeah. And sometimes it looks cool, but yeah, it's, it doesn't work all the time and it kind of goes oh yeah there's that animation again it kind of especially since we all you know we love the animation that's of batman the animated series so much so then just to kind of throw that in there i was like cool but could have i could have lived without it but i don't hate it yeah i think the same way i think the opening works really well like the, the the this opening that we're talking about with the icebergs and the ocean and the polar bears and the fish because i think like the fish are cgi yeah. the water the backgrounds are cgi i think the opening is an example of it working well the submarine ends up being cgi for most of the opening and i don't hate it i no. think it i think it i think it works well yeah yeah um but yeah it was like interesting i was like yeah and you're right that was that was part of 90s animation where they were trying to i guess they were trying to just test that out or get that in there before there's some you know obviously there was some animated man do you ever watch that animated cartoon reboot i loved reboot Reboot i loved reboot was great that was saturday morning must watch that was appointment viewing for me too um so and i remember that was just like completely uh, computer uh, generated animation right there and it was just it was it was uh great i remember hearing that they were gonna do some kind of you know, are they gonna do a reboot reboot ha <laughs> actually i think uh, they, they they did something on netflix but it wasn't the same like it was like they used the, the title same. but it wasn't the same it's like no if i want reboot i want re- i want the mainframe i want yeah, you know <laughs> for the user you know <laughs> exactly what, what was that yeah i remember hearing that i just didn't check it out i remember seeing something but but yeah i mean i thought that was a, it's a cool little opening and uh but then of course we got uh some silly uh people in a submarine that just are gonna decide to because you know we got mr freeze is essentially again like we're going back to the fact that he's not he's only doing it for his wife and his wife is still, you know, he still has her in, you know, obviously she's still frozen and um, he's living this life. It's almost like he's living a, a nice calm life. He's got this little boy uh, named Kunak, right? Yes. Yeah. Kunak. And uh, so you, you open up to a villain who's just living like that, a kind of peaceful life away from all the craziness, especially after the last time we saw him with deep freeze and all that madness that happened still has his uh, wife there with him. And he's, and he's just, you know, he's got this kid and getting him fish and they're surviving essentially. And uh, at this point it's their 15th anniversary. 
And uh, so obviously, you know, we get that. And he has like, I, I like how he has like a little flower. Um, and even though it, you know, it's 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 something beautiful in such a, a, a location where it shouldn't be symbolic of her. Right. Kind of exactly. Yes. I thought that was cool. I thought that was a cool line when he I was talking. I think writing in this movie is really good. I it mean, really? You know what? Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And for a non and, and here's another thing to think about the craziness of the development. And for a non Paul Dini written Mr. Freeze story. I think they did. Yeah, really. I mean, they nailed the character. I think that probably is where they give credit to Paul Dini and Alan Burnett for being script consultants. I'm sure they gave some notes, but kudos to Boyd and Randy for writing a good movie and and staying very true to Victor's character. Absolutely. Um, and then of course, um, submarine just busts through like where where Freeze is um um holding up at, and 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 the fact that and the fact that you know obviously we don't. <laughs> He just all of a sudden goes, all right, bitches, <laughs> you know what? If you're going to do this, I'm just going to, you know, and because we have all these, we have these guys that want to collect samples or whatever. And basically, I mean, it, it is kind of a cool little shot when they walk into the cave and the entire crew is just frozen in like a block of ice. And then, of course, the whole they get frozen, too. And it's just like, oh, OK, so then yeah. it's the entire crew. Yeah. Not no, all of them. No, yeah, not it's not, not yet or something like that. Not quite. Yeah. It's not, not quite. Not quite. Yeah. And That's it freezes right. I wrote them. That. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool yeah. moment. Yeah, oh, so we, remember they busted the containment cell. Yes. Yeah. So basically now, Nora, yeah. So now Nora need like yeah, she's out of her containment cell. So it's like not good. So yeah. So we saw like peaceful freeze, and then we just. Right back into it, right back into it, you know. Well, they fucked with Nora. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, that's what if you want to get Mr. Freeze back in that fucking suit, you know, the wife, the wife, anything with the wife. And then finally we get to uh we get back to Gotham City. And of course, naturally, they always have to do that thing where they have to do the we just saw the the cold and it's Mr. Freeze, so naturally Gotham City's heat wave is happening. <laughs> they give that sense of we like got heat, a heat wave. wave. Yeah, we're having a heat wave. Yeah, so it's like, I, I mean, I kind of laughed. I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. Why wouldn't there be a freaking heat wave? Okay, I got to ask you, though. Did the music, oh. when it transferred to Gotham City, remind you a little bit of that last laugh episode? Yes, it, okay, thank Okay, you. good, good, okay, yeah. Dude, I didn't write that down, but I remember thinking that. I'm like, man, this kind of, just the, the beat, that, that beat that they had going when they were doing that. Yeah, it reminded me just like, yeah, it, I, all of a sudden I'm fucking thinking of that goddamn you know the garbage bar garbage boat yeah yeah just thinking about that i was like man that's but i didn't write it down but thank you for saying that because totally 100 thought that man that's funny oh man uh but yeah so we have of course we uh got some jewel thieves we got batman man there is like a shot of batman when it comes to this um this scene right here where man he gives like the ang I, I wrote angry batman teeth just you know just oh, like the one where like the guy like pokes at his yeah. cape through the car yes. window <laughs> yeah because right out you know obviously they're chasing these guys are they stole some jewelry or whatever then they get in the car and of course batman uh and i love how he like uh lands on the roof and his cape drapes over where they can't see where they're going so naturally they crash and it's still there and yeah he just kind of does that and then obviously you know batman just looks at him and he just gives like this angry and it's like they went detailed like you saw saw the ridges of like of the teeth not just like you know a line or something like that it was like full on i was like oh, that's a cool shot it's a cool angry batman shot i thought so and then um of course 
Robin's there too. They stop these guys and uh, Batman threatens them saying like, well, uh, we're going to be watching you. Listen, scum, we're going to be watching you. I like how they throw them on the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> great. great. And then, uh, you know, but of course we're, you know, in, in the, in the true Batman and Robin lifestyle that they're living, um, you know, they, they have to go to a party. They have to go to a fancy fundraising party for a children's hospital. So, uh, you know, they have, Alfred has to pick them up. They got to get in their nice tuxedos and then great. we get another great Alfred quip. Alfred, what would we do without you? <laughs> I wonder, I, what did he say? Oh, sure. Uh, did I write it down? Uh, let's see. Fundraiser. Let's see. I wrote it down. Nope. I didn't write it down, but I know what you're talking about. He just says like, uh, yeah, I, I forgot exactly too. I should have wrote it down. Frankly, but... so, so do I. Oh, I think he says, yeah, frankly, like so, so do I. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It's always good to get those out. Al Alfred quips. Uh, in any in any Batman iteration, but yeah, it's like, I mean, if it wasn't for Alfred, what the hell would they do? To be honest, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it wouldn't. But uh, yeah, we get to the party, and I love how um, right off the bat, like Gordon is uh, like he finds those two, or finds at least Bruce, and then uh, of course talks to Dick, and you know Barbara's gonna be there. She's not there right at the moment, and um, and basically it's just kind of going, you know, kind of saying, hey, you know what? You're on top of the list. She, 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 hey, a lot of guys are going after her, but you know what? I like you, young man, kind of doing that whole father speech of like, you're, you're, you're at the top of the list. You're the guy that I hope she, uh, she uh, ends up with. And then, of course, I like the, the, the as he's uh, talking about that, they're showing her kicking ass. Yeah, his back okay. And this is funny because in my brain, when we, uh, uh, last episode, when we watched Batgirl Returns, I conflated these two. I thought her taking out the mugger was supposed to be in Batgirl Returns. I forgot mm. it's how she gets introduced in Sub-Zero, which is funny because since these two things are literally one at chronologically one after the other. Exactly. So, yeah, it was cool. And then and then and then, of course, this is where we get like, I mean, maybe this is what was kind of, you know, I guess you could say for, for going back to what uh, Pretty Fly for a Filipino guy was saying about the Bane script, the OG Bane script for this movie is the fact that Dick is wanting to take things to the next level. So Bruce is kind of going, hey, so what's going on with you two? Are you guys getting serious? Dick's kind of like, maybe. And then I love how he goes, do you have any pointers about women and then you know bruce all of a sudden gets called over and a bunch of women are wanting to talk to him and stuff did like you that. that veronica had a different hair color oh she did huh yeah because veronica's supposed to be a redhead and she's a blonde in this movie hey you know it happens she wanted to she wanted to change it up you know she wanted you know, to change it up. and i bet it was also probably a decision made so that yeah because you'd have barbara there you didn't want to have Two redheads. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That totally makes sense. That totally, that could be why it is. And they were like, yeah, that might get confusing for people, you know? So, but, and they could just like, you know, who's going to really care what, what Veronica's hairs look like? But well, little did they know that. Like me, but you yeah, know. I said, little did they know there was going to be a Batman animated or Batman fan animated stream. And we were going to point that out. Yeah, really yeah, didn't yeah. yeah. You know, Mr. Scott McClellan was going to point that out. But uh, yeah, I like how they kind of just, um, they did they went the back and forth um and stuff and then of course we get introduced to a new character uh gregory with gregory? some pretty blue eyes my goodness don't those blue eyes just stand out like the entire movie I mean, I, like it was funny because i was like and i kept going why did they make his eyes so blue i mean nobody else's eyes are that blue and then i was almost like i mean it almost felt like i'm like no there's no like he has no he's not like some kind of 
I don't know, like, like I know this is a Mr. Freeze story, but I'm like, I don't remember there being some kind of other dude who had freeze like stuff. And he was like, maybe a mutation. That's why his eyes were blue. I, my brain started going, no, there isn't that. Cause I hadn't seen this in a long time. I'm like, no, but it's just like, they, those eyes are so they're deep, deep blue, but maybe they just wanted to, I don't know. I'm kind of wondering the, uh, the animation choice for these pretty blue eyes. They're almost neon. Yeah. I know it, 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 it's, it's always stood out to me since like 98 when I saw this movie, it's like those eyes have always been like a very distinguished feature. And of course we have Mr. George Zunza as a, as the voice of Belson, who of course we've already seen before uh, a couple of times already um, more, most notably of course, as the ventriloquist yeah. in and Batman the Animated Series. And once again, I'll always remind everyone, they you know, just wait till the next time, and then he's going to be Perry White in Superman the Animated Series. Yeah, he's all over this animated world, which is cool. But, uh, you know, naturally, we always got to get, like, um, you know, he's, he is, well, let's just say we know that he's got some, he's has some troubles, money troubles, most like, you know. Yeah, he's, 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 he's really, stressed. He stretched, yeah, yeah. His stockbroker doesn't want to talk to him. Not at all. His <laughs> and it's so broker... funny. Is this one of those things where they're talking about futures and options? And I'm sitting here going, <laughs> in '98, I was like, "What the fuck are they talking?" Exactly. About? You know, yeah. As a kid, you you don't you don't know what the hell any of that is. You might have heard of like the stock market, but you have no idea. You're like, "Is that an actual store? Do you actually go to the stock market?" Anyway, so um, maybe that was just me. But I'm just saying, like, uh, so we have him, and then it's. Uh, this is a, a, an interesting moment because obviously he gets in his car, he's driving away from the, the party and then, you know, it's a heat wave. So obviously he turns on his air and he's listening and hearing about Mr. Freeze and then all of a sudden, you know, snow and slick ice, he crashes and uh, and then we get Mr. Freeze and him. Obviously, Freeze knows him. So that was Gregory, uh, worked with Gregory when it comes to the whole uh, cryogenic um you know chemistry and everything whatever the hell and um well and it was cool because when they visit goth corp later on in the movie it's like oh well that's the company like that's where that was that was where Boyle worked that's where that's where the accident happened i I thought it was a cool like nod to go (laughs) yep yep i remember goth corp there's there's the uh yeah where the origin origin of freeze happens and um and then, of course, we get Dick um, asking Babs if he if she wants to go, asking Barbara if she wants to go away for the weekend. <laughs> I, mean, I, first, I, I love that dance. song. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, I mean. This was the singing portion of today's string. With no harmony whatsoever. Not at all. No, not at all. We tried. We tried. I think we did it. I think we did a good job. But I love like it, I love the fact that, you know, they, they they get that shot. It's almost there was almost like a symbolic shot. I even said it as like a symbolic fountain shot because oh, you yeah. have both of them and like they're like about ready to kiss. She said she agrees to go away from the weekend. And you got this fountain like in the in the shot behind them, right between them, like, oh yeah things are going to go down <laughs> or, you know, up anyways. But I'm just saying, it's just, I thought that was like, cool. Like it just, they it was perfectly centered with the fountain as they were gazing each other's eyes. Um, cool little shot right there, but yeah. So they're going to go away from the weekend. So things are definitely getting serious with, uh, with uh, Dick and Barbara, which is, you know, good. It's good. And um, so then we get back to, you know, obviously Gregory, uh, is going to try to help to, you know, save Nora because she's now dying 
pretty much full on dying because she's not in her uh, cryogenic cell anymore. And uh, I love how Free Freeze just goes like, hey, you got to do it. And then just throw some gold at him. Like, here, I have gold. And obviously you, you have gold. You know, people are going to start paying attention and be like, OK, yeah. What do you need me to do? Oh, I'll keep going. So, but you got gold. What? What do you need? Who do you need me to kill? Like, what do you need? Greg, His eyes light up. <laughs> oh my God, Gregory is a. Those pretty blue eyes light right up when he sees that gold. And and Freeze couldn't give two rats. I mean, he doesn't care. He's like, no. oh, have all the gold, have all of it. I don't need gold. I mean, once again, Victor doesn't care. No. It's all about Nora. It's all about Nora, and he's he'll give him as much gold as he wants, and then. I like it out like, you know, when he sees it and then, of course, he has a computer. He's like, all right, time to find some donors. And then you can immediately go like, oh, yeah, you know who he's going to find as a donor. Obviously, they need to match it like kind of perfectly to well, blood type. And then, of course, it had to be, you know, female and certain attributes of Nora. And naturally, you know, who's on the list? Barbara Gordon. Okay, uh -oh. here's one. Okay, here's one quibble I have about the movie. Mm. At no point do they recognize... This is the commissioner's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very true because, you know, when they when they kind of mention the name, you would think like maybe Mr. Freeze would know that it is Gordon's daughter because, you know, he's a smart man. But man, then again, he doesn't do that. The criminal stuff that often. So maybe I mean, but it's just like no yeah. one, no one here is going to acknowledge that we're going to kidnap the commissioner's daughter. But again, though, it you know, would that even stop Mr. Freeze? Oh, it wouldn't and, stop Mr. Freeze. Yeah, but I'm but 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 there was no acknowledgement. Yeah. Belson never said anything. I mean, are you crazy? I, you crazy? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah. They, yeah, they probably should have did um, at least acknowledged it. But um, let's see. And then of course uh, we have uh, we get a, and then we get a, a we get a Dick and Babs at the uh, they go out to dinner on a, on a for a date night at a club a swinging a, a, you know. A swingers club. I mean, it sounds that sounds wrong. Yeah, uh, you know, swing dancing. Swing dancing. Yes, let's, let's swing dancing. Clever. I shouldn't say swingers club. I don't know. I even wrote like it reminds me of the mask. It reminds me of it uh, the, does. Yeah, that yeah. music and everything was just like totally reminding me uh, of that scene in the mask. Uh, Which was funny because when this movie came out, is when the neo swing movement was mm. happening. So it 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 kind it of it worked. Yeah, definitely worked. And uh, so obviously um, we got them having a good time. But of course, naturally, uh, well, well, the reason how they find where Barbara is, because, you know, there's always that there's always a roommate that gives way too many too much information. I'm like, TMI. Seriously, Jenny, what's yeah, up with this? Exactly. Unless it's her dad calling. Do not give where she is at. My God. <laughs> Like, but of course she does, and so Mr. Freeze knows exactly where to go. And you know what? I th this then leads to a really freaking cool chase sequence. Oh, doesn't it though? Nick is a badass in this right here. Oh man. god! I mean, first when Freeze shows up with the polar bears at the club. <laughs> yeah. But but even the way that chase gets started, and when Dick, you know, Dick's gonna run to his car, and then the guy shows up in a motorcycle. He steals the motorcycle and he's like, here, take my Corvette. I'm like, <laughs> I know. I, I chuckled at that, too, because it's like, all right, I guess. But OK, it was just like, how did that guy feel? I want to know what that guy was feeling at the moment. I got my bike taken away, but the guy told me I could take his Corvette. What? 
pretty interesting. But it's also cool because, you know, Dick tried to do his best even within the club. You know, he uh, yeah, obviously we know he's a badass. But yeah, but then it leads to him. And it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's better that he's uh, he's on a motor a Did motorcycle. Get some phantasm vibes. Yeah. OK. It felt it felt a lot like, you know, that that Bruce year one flashback in in phantasm a little bit it does feel like that it definitely does especially you know yeah you gotta and then and then yeah he's just being a i mean he gets to the point where he even just leaps over oh, when he truck. goes over the toll booth yeah oh. over the toll booth i was like yeah it was it's a it's a i really i thought this um i thought this little chase sequence was pretty damn cool i mean obviously um doesn't quite you know he doesn't get to him but at the same time it's like but you know you gotta and you also one thing i, I do mention too is like you know, Barbara gave herself away, which is, you know, commendable on her. The fact that it's like, if she doesn't say, you know, if she doesn't give herself to Mr. Freeze, he's going to start just freezing everybody one by one. And of course, Dick's like, don't even say anything. But she's just like, you know what? I, I got to do that. I got to, you know, there's no way I can't do that. But uh, yeah, so obviously they get away. And I also loved, uh, I also loved uh, when uh, we get, uh, we, we get, uh, we get, Gordon, um, Commissioner Gordon, just kind of, and uh, he, he's obviously a father who's trying to find his daughter and just very much in just like panic, angry, let's do this mode. And he goes, a guy with two polar bears and a weird suit can't be hard to find. It's like, yeah, true. He gave me, he gave me like Tommy Lee Jones from The Fugitive. Ah, advice. yeah, yeah. I want to check every farmhouse, outhouse, doghouse, yeah. Hand house, hit yeah. the area. Our yeah. fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. Oh, oh. man. But here's where there's a goof in the movie. Uh-oh. Montoya's there. Did you notice something wrong about Montoya? I did not. Which, okay, hold on, hold on. Because the last time we saw her, she was wearing... That's right. It's her It's her uniform, huh? Right. No. She's not yeah. a beat cop anymore. Yeah. She's She'd already been promoted to plain clothes detective. Yeah, that's right. Because the last time we saw her, she wasn't wearing the wasn't wearing the normal uh, police officer uniform. Ah, yeah. I, now that I, th I just I didn't even think about that till you said it. You're right. She was. Yeah, she got she got promoted and they didn't put that in there. Oh, poor Montoya. I know. I got demoted. <laughs> I know. I just, what'd you do, Montoya? What'd you yeah. do? Um, no, another thing I think is cool, though, is that I love how when the chase for Dick ends with him, like, grabbing that tree branch, uh -huh. I kind of appreciate the realism of, oh, yeah, he cracked some ribs. Oh, yeah. He's not feeling good after that one, for sure. Not feeling good. But uh, and then we got some Bullock in here, too. I mean, he is only in here for this scene. Yeah. Or is he in another scene, too? I'm trying to um, he, this is really. That's really it. This is only really mine. it. Yeah. If he I don't think he's like really. It is anything else, but yeah, Bullock was in there. And uh, so, yeah, I just like how he just said that. Yeah, he's just in total, like, uh, yeah, like you said, in uh, Tommy Lee Jones fugitive mode. And uh, so, and one of the, one of the, <laughs> I don't know, just a little tangent for fugitive. I think one of the funniest lines, too, is like when after Harrison, after Kimball, like, jumps over, you know, the, uh, the waterfall, whatever you call the it. Dam. Like, the dam. Damn, there you go. The dam. And then of course they're like, they're like, hey, he's fish food. And he goes, then find the fish, then find the fish that ate him, or something like that. He says <laughs> like a line about like then yes. um swim and find the yeah, and find the fish that ate him, you know, just like a line like that. Just Get a like, pole. Oh, yeah, there you go. Something <laughs> like that. To find the fish that ate him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he needs to find his man. Um, so 
Uh, then we got, let's see, where are we at? Right. This is our advertisement that if you've not watched The Fugitive, what have you been doing in your life? Exactly. It's a fantastic Fantastic movie. movie. Really, really, really good movie. Really good movie. I would say U.S. Marshals was a good, pretty good follow up, too. I I don't feel the same way. Yeah, I get it. But I still really, I still enjoyed it. I, I, I can appreciate. It. I mean, it's got Wesley Snipes and Robert Downey Jr., so I, yeah. I get that. Yeah, it's still, it's, it's, it's decent. Uh, but yeah, The Fugitive. Yeah, do yourself a favor if you haven't watched that. Um, so then, of course, uh, we have Bruce that just, you know, goes, okay, we if we're searching, let's search and see exactly. And I mean, uh, obviously, Bruce is smart and thinking that, hey, well, if he needs bad Barbara for some reason, there's got to be some kind of correlation biologically. So then, of course, he finds the similar list and who's on that list, because you even see it in the first when uh, Gregory's looking up the list, you see Nora Freeze's name up there and then of course they zero in on barbara so then naturally we see that nor freeze and then it starts like clicking like oh okay there's something that's going on when it comes to this there's something that he needs when it comes to her i don't think he quite knows exactly what it is yet but i mean we know because they're basically like gregory even said that if uh you know if we have a donor and it's a live donor for what she needs that donor will die you know, and a- yeah, yeah, because um, the, the whatever organ they need, I love yeah. how they they stay intentionally vague about like what they're donating, yeah. but obviously it's something that you can't live without, and so that's the whole thing. Oh, cool little trivia though, if you okay. look at the address that's given for Barbara on the uh, computer, uh, Gotham City is listed as being in New York State. Oh, nice, and the zip code is um new york city no <laughs> okay interesting i didn't would not not have put that together at all. yeah so so this is one of those you know y- you know wherever gotham is you know that changes apparently yeah, like they like to do with metropolis you know where's metropolis in the dc universe but i love it how they just go yeah we're just gonna say that gotham city's new york yeah there you go it makes sense so then we get uh barbara back at well pretty much where she's uh where she's being held captive and i thought this was pretty uh, there's an interesting scene right here because gregory really really tries to be reasonable with barbara and mr freeze is just not having it really it's almost like a good cop bad cop scene right here because gregor is really going hey you know we just need this that you know and this that and this and whatever the hell and of course you know barbara's like not having it and then mr freeze is just like going well you're gonna do it no matter what and just is getting angry and i just kind of like this like little this scene right here because yeah gregor is trying he's trying but you know, oh, he's lying. Time. He's lying his ass off because they're trying to tell her yeah, she's just blood. They're trying to tell her she's just given give a blood transfusion. It's like, yeah, they're taking a little bit more than just some blood. And Nora's time is running low, so yes, obviously absolutely. we got we got uh, Mr. Freeze just going. Yeah, I'm just not having it. It's like it it happens or not. So, but uh, yeah, then we get a uh, we get a cool little you know Babs. Of course, is she knows how to handle herself, so she. She ends up getting uh, getting away and uh, and running out, trying to run up to the surface. Of course, come comes across the polar bears, which is truly frightening. You're getting chased by uh, an ice dude, and then and then another guy with a gun, uh, and and then also some polar bears. Truly a nightmare scenario. And you're in this oil tanker or whatever the heck what oil rig. Yeah, rig, but oil but rig. I think that ends up. I you know I don't remember how it hit back in '98, but. I think probably not because the trailer kind of 
the trailer for this movie gave away the fact that something goes down on an oil rig. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things that would have been kind of cool to not have known. Because yeah. obviously that's supposed to be like some big reveal of I got I got nowhere to go. I can't I kind of trapped. Kind of remind me of Face Off when Nicolas Cage ends up like up on the helicopter pad and he's just like looking around like no no when he was escaping that prison. Yes, yeah. Kind of gave me that vibes. Fun fact: I tried to show Steph Face Off over the weekend, didn't go over. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I, I get. I I, I proposed the idea because the idea sounds cool, but yeah, she wasn't really having it. We didn't even watch the whole thing. <laughs> I was like, damn it. Okay, I'm like, you're not enjoying this, are you? She's like, nah, not really. Like, damn it. You tried. It, yeah. You you get points for the attempt, Dave. Yeah, because I was trying to sell, like, it's kind of Black Mirror-ish, because if you think about it, I mean, it's kind of Black Mirror-ish, and she loves Black Mirror. I was like, it's sci-fi, but I think the sci-fi was not enough. There's just too much. There's just woo. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she was digging the woo. You know, I even said, I was like, hey, before Zack Snyder perfected slow motion, it was the woo man. Woo man was good at the slow motion. Um, but anyways, that's just a little side thing. I, I tried. I tried, guys. I tried but um anyway so yeah you can't win them all you can't win them all i know and usually i like always like you know yeah use that so hey you can't you can't do them all i'm still at a 90 percent. anyways so yeah so we have like and it reveals that she's uh uh she's up there and it's just like yeah that's a it's a cool little reveal but like you said i think yeah it was it was spoiled in the trailer and then of course we have bruce bruce going to goth corp and uh talking with them um about uh you know and then of course uh i forgot who the the, the lady was that he was i forgot i never paid much attention to her name yeah. the character i don't think we'd ever been introduced to before but i love it when she mentioned gregory's name and bruce gets that really cool like like almost like mind palace moment where he remembers the registration in the car and connects yeah. the dots between you know, the name and the car and the water. Like, that's a cool moment. That's like Batman detective shit that I really enjoy. And the way that it cuts back like that and how, like, yeah, I thought that was cool. And, you know, yeah. And it was kind of cool, too, because we didn't mention it when that scene was happening where Batman and Robin, like, show up to that, or Batman shows up to that, or, you know, or, yeah, it was both of them. And the fact that they were, like... It was, uh, because it was, it was... Bruce, I mean, it was Bruce and Alfred because remember, oh, that's right. Dick, Dick was still at the party with Barbara. That's Alfred right. Alfred was taking Bruce home. That's yeah. right. That's right. Because they were like, because they were driving, and then all of a sudden it's just like flooded, and it yes. was kind of like, kind of like a, like a weird little like creepy thing because it's like why all of a sudden it's just flooded right here, you know? So it's like the correlation of like, oh yeah, melted ice. So, but anyways, um, so yeah, he he, he does that. He puts that together. And, uh, and then we get like, uh, and then we get, um, let's see, how can people, yeah, what is that? It's only way. Oh, yeah. And then there's like a, another good dialogue moment that I wrote right here um, because, you know, she gets chained back to the bed that she was on. And Barbara just goes like, how can you treat people like this? And Mr. Freeze go, it's the only way people treated me. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's Ooh, man. That was a good line. Good line. good line yeah yeah you got that great sort of beauty of the beast kind of you know exactly moment and and, and connect shows up and yeah. you know i love how barbara like kind of flirts with him that's what like, i wrote too because she's like okay if i flirt maybe i can get this kid to get me out of here but then she realizes 
maybe that's not the way to go after like talking to him for a little bit. But yeah, she starts to, she starts like, Oh, you're cute. Kind of thing. You know, how old are you? 12. Yeah. And like, I'll be 13 next year. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that was like a trope in like 90s sitcoms. You ever remember, remember that? When, I remember like, that. Yeah. Would always want to hit on the teacher or somebody and he'd be like, yeah, but I'm like 12 and a half, you know, or something like, or I turned blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Something like that. That was like a common trope back in like especially 90s sitcoms when the little kid would try to be older uh it's it pretty funny but it, yeah but then she like kind of realizes you know after like hearing him talk that okay that's not the way to go um and then you know kunak just is clueless he thinks like oh he's not gonna hurt you don't worry it's gonna be okay kind of scenario and then we get batman and robin of course interrogating the the stockbroker of gregory um and which is funny because he's asleep in his pajamas, which kind of reminds you of when Batman interrogates Arthur in Phantasm yeah, a little bit. And and there's a scene coming up in the Superman Batman crossover that I mm. remember that's just amazing. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I think I do, but I'm like my yeah, I think I'm uh, probably not. I think I um, but I think there's something there when you said that something burst in my brain, but I can't quite picture okay, it we'll save it when we get to world's fire there we go and then I, and then of course i'll be like oh yeah that one <laughs> yeah you will be There's something in there yeah um but anyway yeah see now i'm thinking about it and I'm like something there but anyways back to all this but yeah of course there's a uh, gregory leaves like a message on you know those good old answering machines with the tapes with the with tapes because i had yeah. one of those oh yeah we all did you know we all did at one moment you know leave your you know and Gregory's just basically saying, you know, and we know that now Gregory is like he owes millions. And obviously we know that he was in financial trouble. And naturally they they take the tape and leave uh, like like ninjas, like the ninjas they are. And uh, and I even wrote right here, you know, back to the whole like 3D animation. I mean, it's a kind of it's a cool 3D animation shot of the Batwing as, as it's like going to take off. I thought it was pretty cool the way that. No, that, that I for me, the 3D animation is most effective with the Batwing because yeah. they do one of two things. When they do the Batwing, the entire scene is 3D. Yeah. Or they do the thing where they're using traditional animation, but the vehicle is yeah. CG. And I think you see that right here because although it looked like Alfred was also Alfred was CG. Yeah. Yeah. But I think when it looked like Batman and Robin in there, it didn't. I don't know. But then Alfred just basically got the information of um the certain um surgery uh, surgery uh um like the equipment that was that's needed. for an organ transplant. Yeah. So then they're like, oh fuck, we gotta get we gotta we gotta get there because it's not this ain't something minor. This is yeah, they definitely know that Barbara is probably going to die after after uh, whatever's happening right there. But uh and then of course we have uh you know which and then we find we finally get to where um Let's see where are we at right here. Um, damn, my notes got like a little wonky right here. Well, we, we well kinda... they well what happens? Okay, so what's happening is because so we got Batman and Robin the Batwing flying. Yeah, they figured out that the buoy means it's got to be something That's you know right. offshore. Ooh, yeah, they they heard the they heard the horn from the boat, but then Barbara Barbara's smart because when Belson tries to start the procedure, she's like, wait a minute. You don't have to put me under 
for a blood transfusion. So yeah, she figured she yeah. so she now knows that this is much more serious if they're trying to anesthetize her because you don't need that you you're just, you're just plug and drain for for a blood transfusion. So exactly. she she fights back and you know she escapes again. Yeah, exactly. She escapes again. But you know what's funny about like those scenes, like especially like when they're in the room with like Nora. I mean, obviously it's freezing fucking cold. Yeah. And it's just funny because you know she looks like she's cold, but Gregory, he doesn't seem like he's cold. Like when he's in those, and he's wearing that freaking tuxedo the entire yeah, movie. I know. And I was just like, I mean, is is it because he has blue eyes? <laughs> is he a is he some kind of mutant? <laughs> Like or maybe he just gotten used to it. He did. Yeah. He's worked with cryogenics. Yes. You know, so maybe he's just used to the uh used to the cold. Doesn't like the heat for sure. Um yeah, so obviously, and then and then this is where we find out, you know, Kunak finally finds out that hey, wait a minute, they are looking to hurt her. Um, so he kind of intervenes with the whole thing and kind of helps it, it does end up helping Barbara escape. Uh, escape again and then of course we have gregory who's just like a dumb a big big dumb dumb who's like shooting at her on an oil rig Rig. <laughs> she and she flat out goes hey like what are you doing you're gonna blow us all up and then of course you know things were gonna be you know starting to blow up i mean we, we get to the point where yeah this whole place is just gonna start like going up and blowing up and everything so and then uh you know we get a cool little robin shot jumping out of the bat wing which was cool and know? that was a cool like that's one of those yeah. scenes where like the cell animation with the cgi yeah. looks kind of cool as he gets out of the cockpit he runs on the wing uh-huh. he does the cool jump shot lands on belson yeah it was a cool yeah it was cool but then of course you know and then he's gonna deal with those freaking polar bears those guys are still around you know he almost gets pretty much you know mauled by one of those and then uh and then i didn't even realize this but it, this was interesting i wrote this note right here uh, when we finally get Freeze and Batman in the scene, this is the first time they've been in a scene together. It's the first time they've like interacted. Essentially, am I wrong about that? No, you're not. Yeah. Wrong. because yeah. because Freeze hasn't free. The only time Freeze really was out in public was when he kidnapped Barbara at the dance yeah. club. So yeah, this is the first time that. Because really, if you think about it. Batman's not in this movie a whole lot. No, again, I mean, they went for Babs and and, then Robin a lot in this. I mean, obviously we got that Robin chase, but I I just noticed that I was like, because when, when Mr. Free sees him, he goes, you, he just says that. I'm like, and I thought, Oh shit, this is like the first time that they've come across each other in this whole freaking story that we have right there. So that was just kind of cool. I was like, Oh yeah. And then, yeah, I was with you on that too. It's like, yeah, there has been a lack of Batman in this movie which there's nothing wrong with that you know the, it's still a good story still a good good story but yeah things start blowing up things start going and there's like this is where things get intense yes and there's even a cool shot like because barbara's trying to like get away from it all and uh batman and robin get stuck in like this room uh they get trapped into this room and he's like watching her try to escape the explosions oh it's not even a room it, it's, oh, the, it's, it's the cab the cab, it's the cab of a uh, of a crane it's a crane cab oh that's right that's where it is um but then he just like there was like a cool shot where like robin just yells out her name like barbara like you know he just yells it out because he's just again we saw the romance so then it hits a little bit more which i thought was pretty cool 
You know, because she's because before they get trapped, because that was I even tweeted a gif of that shot. There's that yeah. great shot where they're like they use their grappling guns, they shoot a line, Barbara's ready to go, like screw him down, and and Freeze comes up with his freeze gun, and there's that really cool shot of like them like running, hitting the wall, and like skidding, and then running down as that freeze beam is like chasing them down and like freezing uh-huh. the wall. It's an awesome looking shot. This is yeah. This is this whole scene right here is like is pretty uh is pretty awesome. And uh, I mean, we're gonna get to uh, like pretty much only almost the end of this because obviously we get you know um, Mr. Freeze. He starts realizing that hey, you know, again, he's not your typical villain. He knows. I mean, we saw this. We've seen this in, in the previous two times, especially in Deep Freeze. You know, you know, we saw that he ends up kind of helping Batman. And I think Batman knows. He knows that it's like, hey, dude. All he cares it? about, I mean, he he doesn't even want to hurt Barbara. Well, he doesn't want to hurt Barbara because he needs Barbara alive to do the opera. But I, I love that time where he's like going after Belson. And he's like, you are still going to perform this operation. Yeah, he just gets, yeah. And Belson's like, screw you, man. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. out of here. Yeah, it's like, have you seen what's happening around here? The whole place is freaking going up. And, you know, um, and yeah, he doesn't want him to leave. And Babs even helps like when the like explosion happens and all this rubble lands on on Mr. Freeze. And then Barbara helps and even Batman and Robin come to help. But he's broken his leg, so he can't really do much. And, you know, he'd be difficult to uh, to carry. And uh, and then, of course, it's like before they can get out, it's like, hey, there's still a kid here and Nora's still here. So it's like. We got to get them out of here because, hey, and I kind of and I like this, too, like what Freeze does, because fire everywhere. He just starts shooting his gun to help them lead the way. So we get free again. It's just like we get Mr. We know I just really like the fact that it's like, yeah, Mr. Freeze is not all bad. (laughs) It's just one. Are you going to are you going to go rescue Nora? I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to start firing up the place. And and then. He has his own little like kind of hero moment where you think like, oh, shit, can't do it. Then at the last minute, because, you know, he's got a broken leg, he um, kind of just shoots the uh, the fire away and everything. And it was just like it was uh, it's just like it, I just like those kind of moments. But then uh, and then here's where we're going to jump in on a clip, because I thought this was cool how um, obviously they get him back on the Batwing and it just it gets pretty intense. And now Batman's going to be going back for Mr. Freeze. Um, let me see here. I gotta drag it over. I forgot. Drag it over to here. Hold oh, on. And, and we're getting, and we start getting that. Dun, 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 you know, we we yeah. get we hear a little bit of like our Batman theme for this. And mm-hmm. oh, and we. I'm not sure if it's in the clip you're going to show, but let's not forget that the helipad completely takes out Belson. That guy is. Oh yeah, he's he's toast. He's, he's toast. toast. Yeah, there's no way. So here we go, right here. Run. If I'm not back in time, go without me. What? Wait! Oh, and this animation looks gorgeous. It's really good. And I love how he leaped off the bat wing like that. Oh. And, and he's doing all this. He's going after Mr. Freeze. Yeah, exactly. This right here. Really cool. Got him. Ouch. And then breaks his helmet. Ugh. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, look at that shading. Look at that yeah, shadow. Great. And he almost gets ah, him. And then he gets hit right in the shoulder. Freeze! 
Yeah, I love the explosion right after he says that. Too. I know it's so dramatic. <laughs> right into the water, and then his sad eyes. I mean, like he's upset. Yeah, and hurt. Yeah, that shading is really cool. And then of course oh. it's like, all right, Batman, you better get the fuck out of there. Because you're on an oil rig. <laughs> Leap! Run, Batman! Run! Run! Explosions! Yeah, look at that. I love this shot right here. Just, just, there's man, a cool we shot too. in this show, but man, they look gorgeous in this movie. They really do. Doing it across the water. That's Ooh, cool I always love how he gets wrapped up in his cape. Yeah. Did you ever notice exactly. that little detail? Yeah, good Cape Horn right there. Like right there. there. Yeah. He gets all yeah, twisted yeah. <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That is pretty cool. Oh, so there you go. Everybody gets out except for, well, you know, some people don't, but hey. All right. But uh, yeah, and then, uh, God, what happened here? Did I lose my notes? I think I lost. I think well, I no, what happens is that we jump, at, we jump ahead. We, we jump back up to the Arctic. Yeah. And those two dudes are watching the TV. Yes. And some, oh, are, yeah. Gleason, and some are Gleason's giving us the, you know. You know what? Let's play that because I forgot I was actually going to play that too because I, I I thought that was just a cool way. It's a wonderful it. ending. Like, it really is a wonderful ending. And, uh, and yeah, it's just, it's, it kind of, it warms your heart, pardon the, you know, it doesn't cool your heart, but it warms your heart. Here we go. It's such a well. What also happens is that I feel like it makes it such a. It's a happy ending. Yeah. But it's sad. sad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very bittersweet of an ending. That's right. We get the polar bears that they're swimming away, and I like how like this this little tease right here. Yeah, the little the, the hand comes the up. The hand and, comes up to grab onto him. Because I want to know how he's swimming in that suit. No, I'm just, <laughs> just saying. Hey, maybe it's got built-in flippers. I don't know. But yeah, this right here is pretty cool. Because you're like, okay. So obviously he's, he's back where he kind of was before. Or somewhere different than In a case that could herald a new era in cryogenic medicine. One of those is probably Kurt Russell from The Thing. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah, I, don't. I was going to say, it gives you some Thing vibes, right? Where that fucking dog shows up. Of the late Victor Freeze. Was killed two weeks ago when an offshore drilling platform exploded. And I want to know who was taking that footage. That, that's yeah. another question <laughs> I have. It's pretty cinematic looking footage. But yeah, then of course we get the this right here. Awesome. Today declared a resounding success by Dr. Lyle Johnston, chief surgeon. I love the line coming up where it says that the technology that the tech the technology that turned him into Mr. Freeze is heralded as what saved her life like he gets a moment of i i did it i yeah. saved nora was credited by dr johnston right here. having saved her life it's a shame dr freeze will never know oh, but he does in other news gotham's mysterious and just walked off with that broken leg yeah that's a cool little journey right there it is and like there's a part of me because we get two more Mr. Freeze stories in the universe after this. And part of me has always felt like, but wouldn't it have been nice to have just left him like right there? That's it. That's all he needed. 
But I mean, it's it, yeah, but it's hard to do that when it's like everybody knows who Mr. Freeze is and you got to have them in these stories. But yeah, you're right. It's like especially if you take if you take, uh, you know, you take Heart of Ice, you take Deep Freeze and you take Sub-Zero. It's a cool little Mr. Freeze trilogy, to be honest. Yeah, I like it. And, and and to add to the bittersweetness that when it fades to black and goes to credits, you get that really haunting choir singing. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's just like, uh, uh. <laughs> it's just like, oh, wow. Let's just let's, let's have a little bit of a downbeat ending, shall yeah, we? Why not? But uh, like I said, it's not Phantasm, but it's pretty. It, you know what? I mean, we've we've had our ups. We've had, well, maybe more downs than I mean, more. Eh, kind of when it came to season two more eh. it was it, yeah. season two was more meh yeah yeah but this pretty damn good not it's, meh it's good no no this is yeah. good this is yeah, good stuff you know i even even on my letterbox i gave this one like three and a half and as i watched it again i was like should i just bump it up to four should i just yeah. give this a solid four stars to be honest like when i was about to fire this up i'm like man i don't i'm like I'm like, yeah, this is probably going to be eh, maybe. But then when I was watching it, I went, you know what? There's a lot of, I just, I just forgot how good some of these sequences are and how good the story was and some good dialogue. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, I still wonder about the deep blue eyes of Gregory, but you know, <laughs> well, about- do you think I'm kind of curious from your perspective? Cause I've watched this movie a lot of times hmm. and, uh, when this one finally got an HD remaster and, and okay. it came out on Blu-ray, um, do you think that this movie has benefited from your journey of like watching everything, like, like watching the entire series? Maybe that, maybe that's part of it too. And like I said, um, realizing that Mr. Freeze, not, re- you know, because obviously watching before reruns and watching them as a kid and then reruns and then even just firing them up on HBO max and not realizing that, yeah, Mr. Freeze is only, has only shown up twice in those first two seasons. And like I said, and then seeing this after, you know, obviously heart of ice is just, Oh, you know, so good. And deep freeze is good too. Um, I just, I think it's a cool little Mr. Freeze story. Like you can watch all three of those. I mean, that would be like what a two hour fucking journey of Mr. Freeze, um, from that to then. And I just think, you know what, maybe that's why now watching it again and not really being, like it wasn't Phantasm, and I didn't watch it a lot when I was younger. I think watching it now, after realizing all that and seeing the story again, I definitely appreciate it much more. Yay! <laughs> there it is. There it is. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it too. Do you have anything else you want to say about it? No, I mean it's it's. I mean. I waited a damn long time to see this movie back in 98. Yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah, crazy how that is. And then, uh, yeah, I appreciate the, uh, the facts that you, the stuff that you dug up on this. I, I did. I had no idea about any of that. The only thing I knew about was that it got delayed because yeah. of Batman. Like that was the only story I knew was it was supposed to come out in the summer of 97 with Batman and Robin and it got delayed almost an entire year because they wanted to put distance between (laughs) that, which is funny because when this movie came out, all everyone could say was, why the fuck wasn't this Batman and Robin? <laughs> like, you know, every, <laughs> right. Jesus like this hour long animated movie puts that movie to shame. Big time. Big time to shame with Bane. 
funny. Anyways, so there you go, guys. That is uh, Sub-Zero, Batman, Mr. Freeze. Great. And, uh, yeah, um, highly recommended now. Like I said, it's a good little wrap-up to at least this initial part of the Mr. Freeze story. And uh, what are we going to be talking about next week? Ooh, so we've been teasing that we were planning we something teasing special. Uh, because, really, we're about to kind of start jumping into superman the animated yeah. series yeah we're gonna start jumping into that because just we're trying to keep chronological with the universe yeah uh but there is there's something special and i think dave and i will have to find some way to i, I have the youtube link that we need to share but there is a quote lost episode of batman the animated series that we that we talked and we're like oh no this would be really fun to make this part of our stream mm-hmm Back in the 90s, you guys have got to remember that there were a lot of different game systems and uh, there were a lot of different variations of the Adventures of Batman and Robin game. One of them was Sega CD, if any of you are old enough to remember that console. (laughs) And they did a game that the game was crap, but (laughs) the cutscenes were animated by the batman the animated series animation studios and voiced by all the original actors and so you can find youtube videos where all they do is stitch the cutscenes together and it basically makes an episode of batman the animated series and that's what we're going to talk about next week that's what's going to be great because i had no idea about this until scott mentioned it i have not seen any of this everything else prior i've seen obviously you know but and the fact that i've not seen this it's making me kind of excited so it's gonna be cool to see this lost episode technically lost episode of batman the animated series so. and there's lots of different people who have done it if you go to youtube and you just say adventures of batman and robin cutscenes, mm-hmm. you know you can find i'll post a link to the one that i have like saved in like right. my bookmarks uh, but and, I, and I'll share that so you guys can watch the cutscenes from this video game and then we're going to discuss it like it's an episode of the animated series. There we go. Bonus episode before we start jumping into Soopsie Pants, which, uh, yeah, we got to do that. And we'll probably uh, I'll try to try to uh, get like a we'll probably have to get a new opening when it comes to that, too. Like. Yeah, we'll work on all those details. Yeah, we need something that sounds like da 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 da. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, we'll figure that out. But uh, all right, well there we go. We're gonna talk about that lost episode next week. So like I said, we'll post the links, and I'll remind you guys even through the week. You know, with Film Junkie Live and anybody who likes to listen to, of course, Batman the Phantom Stream. Uh, I'll post the link, and uh, we'll post uh, we'll post it on our Twitter and what whatever, and uh, so that way we could talk about it next week because. Yeah, I'm excited because it's something I have not seen before. So looking forward to it. So, uh, all right, we're going to wrap this up. Go ahead, Scott. Send us off. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, the DC Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. We're on Vero Facebook, YouTube, with the entire network of shows at squadcastmedia.com. And, of course, we are a fan-supported network. So head on over to patreon.com slash squadcastmedia, where $5 a month gets you access to exclusive RSS feed of over 400 pieces of content, which does include my 90-minute conversation where I detail my own personal full circle journey from last weekend. 
There you go. Make sure you guys do that. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that like, thumbs up. Um, you know, we can find, of course, Batman the Phantom Stream on uh, even like Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. You just want to listen to us and not see our pretty faces. Do that. And then, of course, um, uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow on Film Junkie Live at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we'll be talking about all kinds of stuff. But uh, other than that, we will talk to you later.